are now 135 names engraved on the uh, black granite walls. And we have space, sadly enough, for at least another 600. Enchanted Sky Media. 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 This is Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service across the USA. You know, lots of cities around the country have memorials to their fallen firefighters, but I'm partial to the Arizona Fallen Firefighter Memorial for obvious reasons. It's a beautiful installation on the Arizona State Capitol grounds, Wesley Bolin Plaza. It honors the state's 119 firefighters and paramedics that have lost their lives in the line of duty since 1902. The cost of the memorial, $1.7 million, has been paid so far by donations, both corporate and individual. And joining me to talk about that is Rick DeGraw. He's chairman of the Arizona Fallen Firefighter Memorial Commission. Thanks for being on Code 3 today, Rick. How did you become involved with this project? Well, I was honored to be named in 2002 as the head of the Arizona Firefighters and Emergency Paramedics Memorial Commission. And we began talking about building a memorial at that time. We had several things that ran in, we ran into problems with, including, of course, 9-11 and then the uh, um, economic backturn at 2007-2008. At and we actually began the design work in 2010. Uh, we began construction in 2013. And we opened it to the public at Wesley Boland Plaza in October of 2015. The total cost was about $1,700,547. And we raised $1,678,747. We got contributions from 48 corporations and more than 7,000 Arizona citizens. The Memorial has been open for two years now, and we actually got our very first donation back in 2004. So we've spent now 13 years raising money for the memorial. The memorial honors firefighters from all over Arizona, more than 43 fire departments or fire entities have lost a firefighter in the line of duty. That includes 11 women, and 12 Native Americans. We are excited to be coming to the close of finally paying this thing off. We owe $21,800, and we are bound and determined to finish paying this off this year. Well, the first thing I noticed is that it was enormously expensive, but I am given to understand that there were no taxpayer dollars involved in this. No taxpayer dollars at all, not a single penny. Um, 
And yes, it was expensive. But when you when you go down and see it, you'll understand why. There are ten full size bronze sculptures, and bronze sculptures can run anywhere from that size can run anywhere from twenty five to a hundred thousand dollars each. We made sure we had Arizona sculptors only that did the work. Rusty Bowers, a legislator from Mesa, and Paul Olishniewicz, a former firefighter turned uh, sculptor in Tucson. And the bronzes are just absolutely amazing. They represent wildland firefighters, paramedics, volunteers, professional firefighters, male and female, and all of Arizona's cultural diversity. So we're very proud of, of what we did. Again, there are now 135 names engraved on the uh, black granite walls. And we have space, sadly enough, for at least another 600. So it's going to wow. last for a long, long time. But sadly, firefighters will keep dying in the line of duty, and we will keep adding them because our single word or, or statement for this memorial is that our purpose is not to mourn but to remember this memorial is for all the firefighters that work every single day uh, and risk their lives on a regular basis this memorial is for the families and the children many kids have come there who had can't remember their father or who remember their father dying when they were very young it has been a tremendous draw and the state estimates that more than 80,000 Arizonans have gone through that memorial in its, since it's been open for two and a half years. I'll be back with more right after this. Every day, you put your life on the line to protect our families, friends, communities, cities, and our nation. Federal Resources knows the dangers you encounter daily. Whether it's fire, hazmat, or the more recent opioid threats, we're here to support you, protect you, and help train you for your next mission. You're looking out for everyone else. Let us look out for you. Federalresources.com. As you come to the close of your fundraising, are you finding it tough to finish that last little bit off? Because <laughs> Yes. Well, again, we've had more than 7,000 contributions, and people see it in place. Uh, there's a whole other issue of uh, continuing to, to uh, uh, maintain it over the years, but that's being done with volunteers, firefighters, and non non-firefighters volunteering to go down and keep it clean to repolish the the bronzes uh and you ask if there had been any state money used no there was no state money no taxpayer money at all in fact we had to pay the state of arizona one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars before they would allow us to begin building and that's to cover perpetual maintenance on the grounds to take away some of the trash, to plant the trees and keep them watered and things like that. So we actually had to pay for the privilege of building this memorial uh, down there. 
That's quite a story. I think when people think of these sorts of things, they just assume that they magically appear and they don't think of the logistics that goes into things like a, like a maintenance fund. Right. You know, and it, it's amazing. The, I mean, the companies, McCarthy Building Company and APS and Fry's, Diamondback, Southwest Gas, Suns, the Cardinals, Copper Point, Freeport McMoran, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Bashes, the Professional Firefighters of Arizona, the Ramsey Social Justice Foundation, Cox, and many, many others uh, all put in good amounts of money. But we've gotten contributions for $5 and $10 from Arizona citizens as well. And we've gotten contributions from firefighters across the United States, you know, giving $20 or $25. It all goes toward the end product. And right now we're very close to being able to close this out. So once you do close it out, will there be some sort of a ceremony or an event to commemorate that? My wife will will uh, be very pleased, and she'll, <laughs> she'll be excited. But no, the, the ceremony really is for those that have fallen in the line of duty. You know, the first firefighter died in 1902 in the line of duty in Arizona, the first one we can record. And there have been, everybody's familiar with the 19 firefighters dying in Prescott, but 11 firefighters died at one time in Kingman back in 1973. And, you know, there have been uh, helicopter crashes and plane crashes and truck crashes and you name it. These guys have died every way possible. Building collapses, falls off ladders, being crushed by a truck. The youngest firefighter to die, I think, was 22, and the oldest was in his late 50s. So how can people contribute if they'd like to help you finish off the project? Well, they can contribute by going to the website, which is www.azfirefightersmemorial.com. And there's a donate button. They can just hit the donate button and contribute any amount, any way they want. Sounds good. All right, Rick DeGraw, thanks for joining me on Code 3 today. Thank you. And we've put info on the memorial and how you can donate on our website, code3podcast.com slash memorial. Check it out. Also on that page is a link to a great new podcast called The Fire Rescue Show. I was honored to be one of the first guests interviewed on it, and it's a unique show. Go listen to it. Here comes trivia. Quick, what are the four criteria that define IDLH? I'll have the answer right after this. If you've been thinking about making a monthly pledge to support Code 3, we have an even better reason for you to do it now. We've started a new subscriber-only benefit. It's called the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more material from some of our interviews. Interesting stuff that didn't make it into the regular show. But only patrons get to hear it. So head over to Code3Podcast.com slash support and make a pledge of $10 a month or more. And you'll get immediate access to the Bull Session. Don't miss it. Here's the trivia answer. I hope you spoke quickly. If you took that time to look it up, you cheated. The four conditions of IDLH are oxygen deficiency, 
elevated temperatures, smoke, and toxic atmospheres. So there you go. Now, you want to hear another story from my treasure trove of stories? Well, whether you do or not, here's a quick one. This one takes place when I was a news photographer in Rochester, New York, which pegs it at about 1999. I went to a structure fire call. It was a two-story residential structure. A firefighter had laddered the window on the second floor and was breaking it out with an axe so he could make entry. While I'm shooting, this battalion chief walks up and he says, Hey, quit shooting pictures of that. And I said, of what? Couldn't figure out what he meant. He said, that firefighter going in the window, don't shoot that. And I said, why not? Because we don't want people to know how we make entry into these houses. I kind of stifled a laugh and said, what, with a ladder and an axe? I don't think it's a secret. Well, I'm going to call the police over here if you don't stop. So I figured, all right, I'll go ahead and stop. But I learned a valuable lesson that day. If you want to get into a house, the best way to do it is to carry a ladder and an axe and break out a window. No one will notice that, right? All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll be here. I'm Scott Orrin. Until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.